Hey everyone, how's it going? Welcome back to Jess Unfiltered. I'm your host Jess, obviously. So in today's episode, we're going to be listening to part four of Russ's ACN story. Now in this episode, Russ is going to talk about going to a convention in Baltimore for ACN. And yeah, with that, let's get started. Yeah. Well, hi, well, this is Bobby Joe Jackson. I'm a regional vice president with ACN and you happen to be in my downline, sweetie. Okay. Well, yeah, I see. I can see that you're having some sort of a problem. You haven't been able to sign a lot of people up. What's going on? And I proceed to tell the story, and she patiently listens and says, well, hey, look, um, sounds to me like you're just giving me a bunch of excuses. Okay, you either get with the program and you're you're not going to make a dime. Click. Oh, hell no. I was livid. So you know what I did? I called her back up and I proceeded to just spew a lot of anger for her. And I'm going to give you the clean version right now. I, I said, hey, look, you honestly think you're a hot shot uh, just because you're a regional vice president? Well, that doesn't mean anything in the real world. In fact, any wealth you've accumulated, hey, you can't take it with you when you go. Do not ever call me again. I don't want to, I don't want your number on my phone. I don't want to see you. I don't want to talk to you. I don't want to have anything to do with you. You do not ever, ever call me again. Now, in the real conversation, there were a lot of expletives. And because I was upset. So what do I what do I do? I call my upline up and I tell him what just happened. Now at this point, he's getting tired of me. Okay. He because I have not been as successful. So, and because I haven't been as successful as, as I would have liked, he hasn't been able to make any money off me. Okay, so he's getting irritated about that. So he calls me up and he says, I mean, so I I, I call him up and I and I say, I tell him what happened, and he and he says, you know what, Russ? At this point, you're starting to become dead weight to me. Okay, I don't even know why you're continuing to do this at this point. <laughs> and I said, okay, look, here's the thing. I I spent two hundred twenty dollars on an airline ticket, plus I'm paying my part of the hotel bill to head to Baltimore to be with ex girlfriend, brother, and mother. And so I am going to go on this trip, but when I come back, my obligations to ACN are done. I don't want to have anything to do with this whatsoever. I am done. Well, what's the point in you going to Baltimore if you're just going to quit when you come back? And I said, because I've already paid for the tickets. I've already registered for the conference. I paid for the tickets. I am going to this thing. He says, all right, um, you know what? You've given it a good shot. Okay, so I'm gonna, I am going to give you the benefit of the doubt here. You have given me a good shot. I am sorry you haven't been as successful as you would have liked. So here's what I'm going to do. While you're in Baltimore, I am going to stack you with uh, reps and customers. I am going to sign them up, and I am going to put them underneath you so that you have a team when you come back. How would you like that? And I'm like, well, that's what I've always wanted, okay? <laughs> so he's like, okay. I was just gonna ask, so he signed, so I sign up, and so I'm 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 happy. 
And I talked to an ex-girlfriend and she's like, okay, I am so happy that you are going to Baltimore with us. Um, here's the thing about Baltimore. Did you know that uh, Donald Trump is going to speak at the convention? Like what? Like, yeah, Donald Trump of the Trump organization and the apprentice is going to speak at the Baltimore convention. Well, hell's bells. Hey, you know what? I'm happy. They're happy. So, and the fact that I get to see Donald Trump in person was, it, it, was, it was just a dream come true. Everybody wanted to see Donald Trump in person. In fact, they wanted to meet him. They wanted to shake hands. They wanted to ask him questions. They wanted to hang out with him. Okay. Now, they wouldn't want to do that today, okay, obviously. But um, so I'm excited. I want to go see Trump. And yeah, but, you know, at the time, my the efforts to get my business going, I couldn't, I, I couldn't get it off the ground. So the ball, so the, here comes the time of the Baltimore convention and I fly up there and my, my, the, the uplines ex-girlfriend's brother picks me up from the airport. We head in a shuttle to the uh, Hunt Valley Inn located in Hunt Valley, Maryland, which uh, is not far from Baltimore. And I meet the, the ex-girlfriend and mom. And, uh, you know, we get to, uh, we get to be re reacquainted. We, you know, we get, to, we get to know each other a little bit. And unlike my previous experience, they're actually nice to me. And they treat me a lot better. They, in fact, they treat me like I was part of the family, which is what I wanted. Um. So I'm, I'm ready to go to the, the convention. So we, we get settled down for the night. Next day, we get up, uh, have some breakfast, and then we, uh, we get ready to head to, to Baltimore to the convention. Now, the only way to get to uh, downtown Baltimore, where the convention center is, is to get on a light rail train. Now, we get on the light rail train. Uh, but in order to, to board the train, you have to buy tickets. So we each buy tickets, get on the train, and uh, we're just heading down to where the convention center is. And on the way, there is a fare inspector. He is uh, about tall, like maybe 6'2", and he looks like he has a score to settle. So he shouts out, fare inspection! Now, my fellow traveling companions were a little taken off guard by this. And they they're a little intimidated, but they pull out their they pull out their tickets. I'm not faced at all because I'm used to working in an environment where I get shouted at. Okay. So that has no effect on me at all. So I pull out my I pull out my light rail ticket. He walks by, checks our tickets, and then snorts at us let me tell you why he snorted because as fair inspectors they compare statistics of how many people they busted and it's more it's more along of like a, it's more along the lines of 
yeah, it's like, yeah, like, you know, my junk is bigger than yours, that kind of thing. Now, um, because we obeyed the rules, he could not bust us. And so we were just one less statistic that we could add to his list, which just frustrated the hell out of him. So he walks on by and uh, my companions are a little rattled. And I said, I said, look, he's not, he's not going to go after you. Okay. That's you're on the East coast. This is how people are here. You're just going to have to adapt to the environment for a while. Um, so we get to the convention center and we see that there are thousands of people walking in all ACN reps were everybody's in uh, business casual attire. They, they all look as if they are successful. And that's the image you put off is everybody, everybody puts off this image as though they are successful, that they are on their way, on their way to achieving financial independence. So that happens. We walk into the auditorium where the convention is to take place and there's techno music, there's house music, there's like, uh, I don't know if dubstep was around back then, but if it were, music like that would be playing. It was a huge party environment. There's flashing lights everywhere. There's a lot of cheers. There's a screaming. There's confetti falling from the ceiling. There's the streamers. There's, um, then, then we're all given these little uh, mylar balloons that are handheld. And what you're supposed to do with them is you're supposed to raise them above your head, clap them in, in excitement. And so that is pretty much what the environment of the convention is like. Everybody is pumped. Everybody's excited. Everybody's all about ACN. There's dancing going on. There's, uh, there's uh, an MC announcer who is just revving people up and... If you've ever been to a convention, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. Have you been to a convention like this, Jess? Uh, just in general, not not for any MLM or anything like that, but but I kind of get what you're saying. Yeah. Okay. And any of the any of the former Huns and Brobots listening, they they'll tell you <laughs> it's that it's it's kind of like this. So, um, so the first day. We have an introduction from uh, the president and co-founder of CEN, Greg Provenzano, and he's uh, he's talking about his life story, how him and his friend uh, Tony Coopies were laid off in the early '90s when the economy was the economy was tanking. They didn't really have a lot of money, and they were just wondering what. Uh, what options were available for them. They were up in Michigan and they wanted to, they, they wanted to just, they, they said, why don't we just start a business of our own? So they, uh, so they realized that they, they were comparing rates with big phone companies. And it was like, you know, a lot of these rates are expensive. We can do better. So they started a phone company of their own. And lo and behold, it's the birth of ACN. But they said, you know, we just didn't feel like that was enough. So we decided, hey, let's give people an opportunity to uh, uh, be in business for themselves. Let's give them an opportunity to join us as 
independent representatives of the team. And not only will we be helping people uh, save money on their phone bill, but we'll give them an opportunity to kind of help help spread the gospel. Now, they didn't say gospel. They said opportunity. But we'll, we'll, we'll spread it uh, worldwide. And lo and behold, ACN is not only famous in uh, America, but it's also in other countries as well. And so people from around the world travel to Baltimore, Maryland to attend this convention. Ah, so you have, you have a lot of guest speakers. You have, um, you have one couple, their names are Jeremy and Mindy. And they're talking, they're, they first tell their sob story and by the way, they are no longer an ACN, um, but I'll, I'll get to that in a second. So they are talking about how, uh, um, uh, about their situation. Jeremy was uh, working at a very good firm. He was, um, but he just wasn't happy at his job despite the good pay, despite the benefit structure that they had. He just, he just did not feel like he was having any fulfillment in his life whatsoever. Um, and plus, you know, they were raising some, some kid, uh, small kids. And so they, they just felt like that they, there was something missing from their lives. And then they were introduced to the ACN opportunity. And then here's what Jeremy did. Jeremy, goes, uh, Jeremy says, when I was working for the firm, I would sometimes receive a call from my kid's school saying that, my, that, that the kid was sick. And I had to take personal time off to pick my kid up from school, take them home, get them well. Well, guess what I say now? I'll be, and he, he goes in this very deep voice. He says, I'll be right there. Now, the moment he says, I'll be right there. Guess what all the ACN Huns do? <laughs> It's like, it's like they're cheering for a, uh, uh, they're, it's like they're, they're, at a rock, they're at a rock concert cheering for their favorite rocker. They're smitten, they're swooning, they're like, ah! <laughs> and they're actually like, yeah! Um, so he's talking about how, uh, about how it's, he's changed his life and how and how he's had, and how when he was working, he he had to sometimes miss the kids' soccer games or football games. He says, "I am there at every single game, cheering my kid on." And I wouldn't have been that way if it weren't for ACN. He says, "He says you can have this experience too if you work hard, do what we tell you to do. You can become financially independent." And, and then he speaks to the men and he says, don't you want a better life for your wife and for your children? Don't you want to be able to not only uh, uh, support your family financially, but to also be there, be there at, at important milestones in their lives? Because the kids, you know, they're going to remember you, okay? And they will remember when you're not being able to attend soccer games you're not being able to attend school plays. Uh, you're not being able to attend any events that are important to them. If you want more time for your 
for your family, for your wife, for your kids. If you want to be able to travel to exotic places that most people are jealous at, you need to promote this opportunity. Speech after speech was like that. Okay. And it's, it's getting ready to pump people up. It's, it's, it's make, it's, they're, they were all about making the men feel like they get to be the breadwinner of the family, how they get to, um, you know, be, be a man. And, and of course they also, in, in their own way, they, they kind of had to be careful because there were female representatives as well, but in their own way, they, they pretty much uh, quoted Vito Corleone from the Godfather. A man that doesn't take care of his family can never be a real man. But like I said, you know, due, you know, due to risking sexism, they had to kind of <laughs> fluff it up a bit. Now, um, so uh, at that point, there's an intermission. Okay, and, and at that intermission, we have um, a 30 minute, uh, I'd say maybe about maybe like a 30 minute to an hour lunch break. I, it's been 50 years. I can't remember the exact time, but there are food trucks outside of the convention center that people would stand in line to, to get food at. Now we didn't get anything from the convention center because anything regarding food or even trucks, uh, they, we, we didn't have that much money because the food there was expensive, ridiculously expensive. So guess what we decide to do? We decide to go to McDonald's. At this McDonald's, okay, we went to we went to uh, McDonald's in Baltimore, thinking, okay, we're just gonna get a, we're just gonna get some uh, some bur uh, some burgers, extra value meals, and we're gonna we're gonna uh, we'll think, okay, we'll get in, we'll get out, we'll eat along the way. Well, lo and behold, guess what happens? There's also a long line of ACN representatives at McDonald's, which shouldn't surprise you because they are in, uh, you know, most ACN representatives at this point are broke because they spend $500. I thought it was $499. i am rounding it up. Okay. So we're standing in line at McDonald's and lo and behold, the unexpected happens as we are in line. A McDonald's employee flips out and he uh, he sees us in our business attire. He sees our, our name tags on, um, which the, the name tags came in the form of wearing a lanyard around our neck and, and the name tag like, you know, toward our, our lower region of our chest. And he was just like, you guys are part of a pyramid scheme. You think you're going to make money? You're not going to make jack. You need to get out while you can. You're losing money. You don't even realize it. Now, most of us standing in line, we're, we're looking at him and we're thinking, this guy's crazy. We, we, we're not saying anything, but, they, but we're just kind of shocked. And, and it was just this back and forth tirade. And I'm like, my God, what the fuck did I get myself into? And, you know, I'm looking back, I am thinking that McDonald's employee had more common sense 
than the, than, than the rest of us standing in line altogether. Because um, we were a bunch of brainwashed sheep. We were, we were so indoctrinated, there was nothing anyone can say or do to get us out. Well, here's the thing. That McDonald's employee, not only did he have common sense, but I guarantee you, he was making more money than most of us representatives altogether. Okay. Because if you look at the, the wage structure at MLM, especially with product base, you are making less money selling MLM products than prisoners are making license plates. Okay. That's how pathetic it is. But, you know, the thing is, nobody does the math. Nobody looks at the fine print. Everybody, say, everybody signs uh, in um, ignorance thinking that they're going to make money because that's what was sold to them. We head back to the convention. We get to, we, we hear more speeches. And at that point, um, you know, you, you, you still have the party environment. You have, you know, the, the house music, techno, the flashing lights, the cheers, all of that. More and more speeches. And then we get, um, and then we head home. Then, you know, then, we, then we head back to our hotel for the night. And we find out that the next day we have to dress up in matching outfits. <laughs> now you got to hear about this matching outfit story. This is where it gets very interesting. Now our group, we were to all wear black slacks and white button down collar shirts. And we would be handed uh, bright red ties from Spencer wife, Liana. So we, we, we head up to the convention in our matching outfits. We are, um, we're approaching where John's beautiful blonde wife, Liana is. And she is handing us these bright red ties. And keep in mind, she, she's, she, her attitude, she's worse. She, she was a little worse than Spencer. She was being a, she just started shouting at people. She's like, she's like, here you go. She's like, put on these ties. Make sure, make sure you know how to tie a tie. I, I don't want to, I don't want to. She's like, make sure you, you tie a tie. Or if you don't uh, try to get people, try to get somebody that knows how to tie a tie. And, and because you need to look business professional here. Okay. We're not playing around. So, what the hell? Um. So at that moment, I'm thinking, okay, we're all wearing matching outfits, we're wearing matching ties. What the fuck is going on here? So we're wearing these matching ties. And lo and behold, we go into the convention center and we see, we see people dressed up in Jedi and Sith costumes carrying lightsabers. And then we see an, uh, we see all another group wearing black button-down collar shirts, black slacks, and bright yellow ties. And each and every one is, is part of a, a little team. Now, um, our team was called The System because we were part of the ACN system. And it was Spencer's downline that we were all part of. And he was all about, you know, preaching the gospel of ACN. Now, the Jedi and Sith people carrying lights, waving multi-flashing, colored flashing lightsabers, 
they were called Team um, Team Empire and Team Rebel Alliance. And the reason they were called that is because there were two different RVPs that were huge Star Wars fans. And they kind of wanted to, they, they wanted their teams to, to be dressed up as Star Wars, uh, uh, in Star Wars memorabilia. Now, I'm looking at this, I am confused as hell. And I, I'm like, it's like, wait a minute, are, are we at Comic-Con? <laughs> What's with all the Jedi costumes and flashing lightsabers? This isn't normal. <laughs> Well, it's a cult is what it is okay everything i'm describing here is is a cult now you had now the people that were wearing the black button-down collar shirts bright yellow tie and black slacks they're part of a team created by an rvp whose name was danny now i was a little intimidated by these guys because these guys these guys gave off similar behavior to that of Hitler youth in the brown shirts. And they were, they were giving hand signals, which to me was almost equal to that of not Nazi salute. And I did not want to be around them. But this was, this was a cult. And I am confused as to what is going on here. Everyone else is cheering. They're excited. They're wearing their matching outfits. They're holding up signs saying team, team system, team empire, rebel alliance. And, and they're just all into it. I, at that point, I'm like, what the hell is going on here? Why, why am I around? Pe I'm not even at Comic-Con. And yet I'm, I'm <coughs> near groups of people that, that are dressed like they are. It's, it was confusing. Um, so there's, there's more speeches that go, um, next is a group called, uh, Jennifer. You, you have two groups of people. You have Jennifer and Darren, uh, who were regional vice presidents. And then you have, you have, uh, uh an RVP named Steve and, um, uh, a, a couple of RVT, uh, RVPs named John and Becky. Now here's where things get very dicey. Okay, the names of the people that I just mentioned, Jeremy and Minnie, Jennifer and Darren, they both later on uh, after the Baltimore convention, this was years later, they got fired from ACN. Oh yeah, you can get fired from an MLM. I'm gonna tell you why they got fired. And that is all we have for today. So in part five, I'm hoping that we'll get to the part where Russ talks about getting to see Donald Trump speak at the ACN convention. So stay tuned for that. Thank you guys so much for listening. Check me out on Twitter at unfiltered underscore Jess and shoot me a message at JessUnfilteredPod on Instagram. I try to respond to pretty much all DMs on Instagram. So yeah, thank you guys. Bye.